0: We are recording. Howdy, friends. Your boy, Moog, Max Moogin, coming at you with Mogfarts Farts podcast number nine. According to Spotify, I haven't posted a podcast since March 6th, pretty much a month and a half. Now it's April 23rd, 2022. I don't have a good excuse. I don't have an apology for you. I've been practicing what I preach, getting out there in the real world, living real life not feeding my energy into the bullshit. The bullshit in overwhelming proportions these days. It's kind of endless. You know, you can try to stay up. You can try to stay informed. You can try to stay aware of everything going on in the world. But it's like that old Mark Twain quote. If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. But if you do, you're misinformed information overload i've been doing a lot of skiing i was just down in the desert in arizona helping my lady set up her little off-grid retreat for a couple weeks got back there was more powder snow so i went out skiing you know nothing helps me clear my mind and gain clarity and perspective on the situation the situation like getting off-grid out of service out into the wilderness. And I have to admit, I tried to record a couple podcasts from the road, but my little device was fucking up. So the audio was cutting in and out while I was trying to record those. But yeah, stepping back from the news and I've spent the last few days trying to get back into it. Man, there's a lot going on out there, my friends. And It seems like watching a train wreck in slow-mo, I don't really feel like doing play-by-play on a slow-mo train wreck, especially one that is being orchestrated, right? Whether we're talking about the COVID pandemic, the Ukraine situation, the threat, or at least the heavily mediated threat of food shortages, inflation, stock market crash, and so on and so forth. It's all just a bit much, you know. I try to stay informed. I try to help other people stay informed. I go get my news over there at Naked Capitalism. Here's some sources I rely on. So if there's a gap in my broadcast and you really want to dive in (laughs) to the shitstorm, Naked Capitalism is great kind of left-leaning source of information. A lot of their news links there. Uh, Citizen Free Press. I've been getting links there. That's very right-leaning, re- very Trump-loving news source. This guy is crazy. Citizen Free Press has got huge traffic, by the way. Uh, Mike com, the From the Wilderness Peak Oil blog. I'm a contributor there, but I haven't posted anything there in years. But Jenna Oregon still does the news links there. Sadly, my favorite news aggregator, rice farmer. Let's see if he's back. He deleted his website. Yep, still down when COVID went off. Rice Farmer Bummer, he's gone. And I've been listening to the No Agenda show, no show.net quite a bit. If you haven't tuned in to Crackpot and Buzzkill, uh Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak, this is a great show. They really uh, do the, the work for you there, and these guys seem pretty on point. You know, from my perspective, there's so many people trying to compete for attention, trying to make their voices heard. And my little show here, sometimes it just feels like pissing into the wind. You know what I mean? It reminds me of when I was, I remember I was in college going to the library and walking through the stacks of books, looking at all the books and being like, damn, there's so many. And most of them are garbage. You know, most books, not worth the time, not worth the paper they're printed on. So I'm trying to put out a show that is worth your time and attention. But at the same time I'm not hungry for fame or fortune or anything like that. Just trying to share my perspective I guess. But again, you know, podcasting intermittently because my daily, you know, like my, my drive is not to become some famous podcaster, but I feel compelled to share my perspective and information that might be beneficial to other people out there. So let's go. I love all y'all. Good news. CNN Plus shutting down. Corporate media on the ropes. Gotta like that. Obama pointing finger at tech companies for disinformation in a major speech. I didn't know Obama was relevant anymore, but some people think he's pulling the strings from behind the scenes for Joe Biden. He's saying people are dying. Obama's saying people are dying because tech companies are failing to address a disinformation problem. That's funny because most of the disinformation that uh, I have experienced comes from the corporate media and the government. For example, here we are in 2022, published two days ago, Democrats still believe Russia changed the 2016 election. Just like Republicans still believe that the 2020 election was rigged, right? They're undermining our democracy. They're undermining people's faith in democratic systems. Well, they're undermining our republic, I should say, and the democratic ideals that it is based upon. But yeah, people still believe that Russia changed the 2016 election, The latest Rasmussen Report's national telephone and online survey survey finds that 47% of likely U.S. voters believe it is likely that Russian interference changed the outcome of the 2016 presidential election. Yet if you question the 2020 election, which was obviously uh, rigged, just like Bush v. Gore 2000, I was following that one closely as a sophomore in college, freshman in college, Obviously rigged, just like the 2020 was obviously rigged. (laughs) You know, unbelievable. And the 2016 probably rigged too. Who knows? But one thing I do know is that we're watching a slow motion orchestrated train wreck. Stock market down a thousand points yesterday down three percent, I believe, give or take. Worst day since October 2020. No big surprise there. There is a financial reckoning on the way. You know, they do this, this boom bust cycle. You know, wouldn't it be nice if life was just normal and you could just, you know, have some faith in your purchasing power? The value of real estate didn't Go up 50% in a year. The value of the dollar didn't go down 50% in a year. It'd be lovely. But instead, we live in a clown world based on centrally controlled, private, profit-driven, fiat, funny money, conspiracy currencies. One guy you hear a lot about in the news lately, Elon Musk. They say he's worth $270 They say he's the richest man on earth. But... In reality, he's just one of many billionaires, and there are, in fact, trillionaires out there. I can't stress this enough. You know, people say, oh, you always talk about they did this, they did that. Who are they? They are the people that print the money. Okay, put yourself in the shoes of somebody who's like a 20th generation bankster. Your family has had a license to print money in the U.S. since the founding of the Federal Reserve. But prior to that, people that are on the inside track to manipulate the money supply, to loan money into existence. You know, I'm not much of a Bible banger, but one thing they did get right, I'm pretty sure the Bible makes a strong argument against usury, loaning money and charging interest on it. Well, the people they loan money into existence and charge interest on all the money in existence. That gives them a godlike amount of power and the ability to devalue your money while gifting money to themselves and their friends whenever they feel like it and charging interest on every dollar in existence. So Elon Musk, you know, all the hype, all these billionaires you see on TV. You know, you got your Bill Gates, he's the evil depopulation globalist. You got Warren Buffett, he's the old conservative, uh, you know, they're all they're all celebrities. Elon Musk, he's the antithesis of Bill Gates. He's the peanut butter to Gates' jelly, so to speak, right? They're opposites, but they're all kind of going in the same direction to some extent right who else is a famous billionaire jeff bezos right and all these guys we're we're led to believe we're misled to believe that a guy that started an online store amazon that a guy that started uh you know paypal spacex tesla and a guy that who came from a big money family on the west coast bill gates who started microsoft you know 40 50 years ago whatever it was 40 years ago now 35, I don't know. Back in the late 70s, I believe. I could be wrong on that. But we're we're misled to believe that these people are the wealthiest, most powerful, and most influential people in the world. When in reality, some people have controlled the global money supply. Some dynasties, some families, some organizations have the power of the printing press in their back pocket. Anyway, Twitter, we'll see what happens with Elon. You know, I think it's a distraction. I don't think anybody that makes it on the corporate media is there by mistake. Elon comes from an old money technocrat technocrat family. The rule through technocracy, right? Elon's got his fanboys. He's put out there as the good guy, Bill Gates. It's the evil. Vaccine pushing, depopulationist, uh, Elon pushing for free speech and so forth. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. It will be good to see the Twitterverse. You know, if Elon takes over, it will be good to see some actual discourse in the Twitterverse. The, hopefully, the acceptance of alternative perspectives. But at a certain point, you get so far outside the mainstream that You can't even debate with typical people. Coming from CNBC, more train wreck news. Florida Governor DeSantis signs a bill revoking Disney's special district status. Fascinating issue there, situation. Basically, Disney ties to NASA, ties to the CIA. They got uh, ties to pedophilia, unfortunately, uh, when they started their whole... Disney World, is it Disneyland? I was getting Disney World, I believe, in Florida. Yeah, Disney World in Florida, Disneyland in California. Important, important fact there. Uh, They found some sweet deal where they were able to avoid paying taxes and so forth, and DeSantis revokes that. So that's interesting. We'll see what happens there. But, again, it's all just a fucking train wreck. And in local news, regional news, the governor of Colorado is pitching that state to Disney and Twitter, saying, hey, you guys, come on up here. Colorado Governor Jared Polis, D., on Tuesday, offered both Disney and Twitter a new home in his state after the companies came under fire from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. In a Tuesday afternoon tweet, Polis said, "Florida's authoritarian socialist attacks on the private sector, are driving businesses away. You see what he did there? That's a fascinating bit of doublespeak. You know, authoritarian socialism. I don't think that's uh, Florida that does that. But there are a lot of places that are doing that right now, unfortunately. So they, they flip it around. See how they do that? Linguistics, it's funny like that. Man arrested, you know, in the midst of it all, you got the COVID pandemic shit show, you got the Ukraine shit show, you got the inflation shit show, you got the food shortage threat shit show, the climate change agenda shit show. So many things to be terrorized about and fearful of and concerned over and worried about. And in the midst of all that, of course, we got we to gotta argue about, What a woman is. We got to argue over gender or gender and race and sex because, you know, fuck it. Let's, you know, we don't have enough bullshit to digest. So let's just fucking argue about what makes a woman a woman and a man a man and all the other genders, right? Well, a guy was arrested for allegedly threatening Merriam Webster over their definition of female this guy went and made some comments uh not good comments but he got arrested uh the quote from this guy hansen there's no such thing as gender identity the imbecile who wrote this entry should be hunted down and shot he allegedly wrote in the comment section on their page um so yeah long story short merriam webster is changed the definition of female. Let's see what it is now. I have an old Webster's Dictionary. Travis is old dic- dictionary. My ex-girlfriend, his assistant, got it. Well, this... Uh, here we go. So, B having a gender identity that is the opposite of male. So I think that's the definition that got this guy all riled up. Let's see if the old dictionary, the old Merriam-Webster's. Well, it's just Webster's. I think that's the same thing. I think we can all agree with that. Female. A human being of the sex which becomes pregnant and gives birth to young, a woman or a girl. Any animal of corresponding sex which bears living young and produces eggs. Plants that are female belong to the sex which bears young or produces eggs. So, yeah, there's no mention of gender identity in, I'm assuming this is, I'll give you the exact date on this dictionary. It doesn't matter. It's old. It's probably 20 years old, maybe maybe older. The point is they're changing the definition of words. We see that all the time these days. And, you know, man. Coming from the AP, let's go into some COVID pandemic news, shall we? Airlines want to bring back passengers banned over masks. They're trying to kill the airline industry, which, you know, I'm I'm not upset about that but um yeah the whole mask thing you know it's nice that they finally ended that cuz i i don't like flying to begin with and i certainly don't like flying when you got to wear a fucking face diaper mask mandates are back you know they ended at the at the airports but they're back at college campuses as covid-19 flares according to cbs the CIA Broadcasting Service News with their all-seeing eye icon, their logo. Mask mandates return to college campuses as COVID-19 flares. And they got this video of Fauci. Man, that guy has got the fucking deadest eyes. You can see the screen here. It looks like a demon. Same Same with Biden, I have to say. I think there's something to be said about eyes being the window into the soul, right? You can look into my eyes and see. I ain't perfect. I'm confused. I uh, am all over the place. But my intentions are good. Whereas you look at this guy Fauci and his eyes look like they look like they're filled with blood. They look dark and lifeless and dead. And there's like no light. There's no light in there. I see the same thing when I see Biden on TV. You'd think they would use some AI technology or some deep fake technology to put a little life into those eyes because those guys look like straight up demons. Demonic. And coming from Fauci, published yesterday at Ars Technica, Fauci confirms parents' nightmare that FDA may delay COVID vaccines for kids under five. Um good that's good children should not be getting these experimental gene altering mrna ineffective unsafe injections there's no long-term testing and the short term well they didn't stop the disease and they sure as shit have had a lot of complications including death as exemplified by all the healthy young athletes who are keeling over in record numbers on the field at practice during games, professional athletes in their prime dropping dead due to heart issues, children having strokes. My neighbor, my next door neighbor just got back from Canada. He's been living a nightmare the last two years because his wife's Canadian He's from the states. And he's been running his business up there for decades. Well, with COVID, with the border shutdown, with all the bullshit in Canada. And he's a he's a smart, awake, aware guy. He's a you know, engineer by trade, born again Christian. He's been fighting and trying to expose the New World Order for as long as I've been alive. 40 years, soon to be 41, April 27th, but he's 80, he's twice my age, he's still running his business, he's an engineer, deals in pumps, pumps for all sorts of applications, mostly for oil and gas, but, you know, I don't, I don't know how the fuck he's still working, running a company at 80, but, well, he's not anymore, because Canada, you know, he. He had to shut down his business up there. He spent the last two years tying up loose ends up there. And even though he's totally aware of what is going on here, totally sees through the spin, totally, you know, him and I could sit and talk for hours and we might, I'm probably going to interview him maybe later today if I can get a line on him, but he's got to go back up to Canada to tie up some more loose ends, load up his last, you know, he had, a whole giant business up there that he's been shutting down. So he's got to go pick up his last load of stuff and bring it across the border. But he got the jab. Even though he knows, even though he's well aware, he got pressured into getting the jab. And guess what? He had a fucking stroke. Shortly after. Luckily, it didn't. Slow him down too much. That guy's going to go, go, go until the day he dies, I hope. And I hope he's around for a long time. But he got the jab. He had a stroke. So I'd say a parent's nightmare would be your child suffering from permanent Brain or heart damage or liver damage, for that matter. Coming from Business Insider, published two days ago, the CDC is warning of a mysterious and dangerous rash of liver injuring hepatitis cases in kids. And the World Health Organization, same thing, published a week earlier at Insider investigating World Health Organization, investigating cases of perfectly healthy kids getting rare and severe liver damage. Hello. Hello. What changed in the world in the last two years? I think it was that whole bioweapon virus and then the uh, push for mandatory experimental gene-altering injections. Hmm. That could have something to do with all the health problems so many people are experiencing in the world today. What do you think? What do you think? I think so. You know, yeah, it could be the poison in the food, could be the fluoride and other toxins in the water, could be the chemicals raining down from the fucking sky. Lord knows what they're spraying up there and why. <sighs> Could be a lot of things. But my gut, my gut tells me it's probably the bioweapons, the bioweapons. You know, COVID was a bioweapon and the injections are a bioweapon too. These are crimes against humanity. I like to keep it positive. Maybe that's why I haven't done a podcast lately. Maybe that's why I've been... Turning inward a bit more and focusing on things that are in my control. Because you look at shit like this and it's just infuriating. Absolutely infuriating. The orchestrated slow motion train wreck of civilization. It's a depopulation agenda, my friends. It's something you know I've been aware of for a long time. My most viral video ever on YouTube was from 20, 2012 2013 and it's called straight up straight up called how to survive depopulation okay that's my most my most viral YouTube video ever before my channel there got shadow banned and demonetized and pretty much everything but shut down. So, you know, I've been aware enough of depopulation for more than a decade, so aware that I was willing to, you know, speak on it nine, ten years ago. And it's pretty obvious when you look at, you know, the food, the water, the air, the money, the completely avoidable poverty everywhere. Bad, bad, bad medicine. And the endless deceptions that we're expected to either ignore or attempt to swim through. Searching for sanity and truth in the midst of insanity and deceit. Man, what a fucking time to be alive, right? People say... Well, how do you stay positive? Well, the world has been more fucked up in the past. You know, at least they're not sending the military out and just whacking people. At least not too many people. You know, it's not like when they uh, stole the land from the Native Americans. It's not like World War II when they just fucking carpet bombed cities. So... That's good. That's progress, right? (laughs) But, yeah, I would argue that uh, terrorizing and sickening children is on par. We haven't really progressed that much. They just changed the weapons of war. Instead of nukes, they're using the weather as a weapon. Instead of bombs and missiles and bullets, They're using needles and germs and cameras and money, weaponized money, weaponized media, weaponized medicine, weaponized food, weaponized water, weaponized weather. Yeah, that's the world we live in. New York Post. Published on April 21st, a couple days ago. Unsettling footage shows children in Shanghai wearing hazmat suits on way to school. You know, I've been following the situation in China. They say there's like 26 million people locked down just in that city. Who knows how many people nationwide. And uh, But this footage, I don't know, man. I've heard conflicting reports on China. Remember in the early days of the pandemic when they were showing you know the footage and the v- pictures of people dying in the streets in China. Well, we never really saw that anywhere else in the world did we because it was propaganda. Yeah, you know, all these hazmat suits, all this shit from China kind of reeks of propaganda too. As an orchestrated Collapse of the global economy going on right now. You know, they talk about in China. Have you seen any of the stories about the truck drivers being locked into their trucks and shutting down shipping in parts of China? It's wild shit. I had a shipping news uh well here, I got a Wall Street Journal article here, but it's hard to believe anything coming out of China, is what I'm saying. You know, we can't even believe the the media here in the US. So it strikes me as odd that everybody in China is all of a sudden wearing the same fucking jumpsuit simultaneously, at least the ones we we see on TV. I could do a little digging, but uh, point is, I'm not gonna freak out too much about that, although I have to say if that if what if one tenth of what we're being told about the situation in China is true, I feel so bad for the people there, the Chinese people, the people that are being terrorized, subjugated, and starved, if we can believe the reports coming out of there. But uh, it's hard to know what to believe, isn't it? It's hard to know what to believe. Wall Street Journal. Just reminding us, the Dow's down 2.8%, S&P 500 down 2.77%, NASDAQ down 2.5%, and the 10-year Treasury down 2.89%. Crude oil down now 2% too. We'll see if uh, gas prices follow suit. Wall Street Journal Shanghai's COVID lockdown leads to logistics disarray with quarantine truckers and piled up containers transport of goods into one of China's biggest manufacturing and exports hubs has almost ground to a halt. Bear in mind this is all being done supposedly to fight COVID. The lab created bioweapon that proved not that deadly, not that dangerous. You know, maybe there's long COVID. It's hard to it's hard to know what to make of it. But one thing we do know is that The vast majority of people that test positive with the gold standard PCR tests for COVID end up being perfectly fine. They don't die. Their lives aren't completely turned upside down long term. Survival rate similar to the seasonal flu. Somewhere in the ballpark of 99.9% of people survive COVID. Yet, global shipping, the global economy, the lives of people all over the world have been shut down. And, you know, if we can trust the news coming out of China, all the people in their matching white jumpsuits, they're shutting it down again. And and it seems like that's the case, you know. But in terms, you know, when I when I say I don't believe everything coming out of China, we can't believe, you know, if the exports shut down, manufacturing shuts down. But in terms of the uh, everyday lives of people over there, I don't know. Somebody out there, send me, you know, if you got trusted sources on the ground in Shanghai, send me a link to them because I'd like to know. Boom course, if you're not going to shut down the planet and implement a great reset due to COVID, well, you can just fall back on climate change. This is a prime example of propaganda masquerading as science, scientism, coming from a conversation where they try to meld academic rigor with journalistic flair. Climate change triggering global collapse in insect numbers. Stressed farmland shows 63% decline. New research published three days ago. But if you actually read the article, which I did, it wasn't that fun. New study published in Nature finds that climate-stressed farmland possesses only half the number of impacts insects on average and 25% fewer insect species in areas of natural habitat. Okay, you see what they're doing here? They're saying farmland has less insects. If you read the whole article, which I did, they're talking about farmland having less insects. And then they're blaming it on climate change. Guess what? The reason farmland has less insects is because they're doing monocrop, monoculture, industrial fucking farming. They're spraying chemicals that kill insects on farmland. Go figure. Yes, there are going to be less insects when you're spraying insecticide or when you're growing one fucking crop over thousands of acres. Adding to the challenges of deforestation and other longer-term habitat changes is climate change. But the article doesn't prove that. The science doesn't prove that. It's like they talk about these bees in Brazil. Habitat loss is known to be a key threat to biodiversity. One study found that forest dependent orchid bees in Brazil have declined in abundance by around 50%, although it only sampled their numbers at two time points. Well, yeah, the bees are dependent on the forest. People are cutting the forest down. I guess that will change the microclimate. But the point is, this science is telling us something we already know. When you cut down all the natural habitat, grow one crop and spray it with a bunch of poison, bugs are not going to live there. has nothing to do with climate change. Speaking of climate change, Jet Set Biden, the New York Post, Jet Set Biden vows climate-friendly military (laughs) oxymoron And he flexes his gas-guzzling Corvette. There's Biden in his fucking forest green 68 Corvette doing nothing but polluting the air, according to Sleepy Joe. Yeah, the same people. Who's that? You know, Bill Gates has got his beachfront mansion in San Diego. Preaches about climate change all the time. Obama just renovated a multi-multi-multi-million-dollar property on the shoreline in Hawaii, constantly lecturing us about climate change. The only reason we live in a oil, gas, and coal-driven world is because that's the world they set up for us. Those are the energy systems that we were allowed to have. Why? Because they're expensive, And they're easy to control. That's their piggy bank. Someone's making huge money. A lot of people are making huge money off of the energy systems that we have in place on this planet. And they pretend that, oh, oh, carbon taxes, we're going to get into carbon taxes later, believe me. They say carbon taxes are going to help us solve climate change being caused by these fuels that we don't really need. If you dive deep into the nature of reality and what's really out there in terms of energy, everything's made out of fucking energy. We could evolve beyond this stuff, but Oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to slow down. we got to become carbon zero carbon. You know, of all the ways humans pollute the planet, carbon is the least of our concerns. CO2, CO2 will only kill you. If you're in a room where there's no oxygen, and because it all got converted into CO2 due to a heater running or something, right? CO2 is non-toxic. I got CO2 in my lungs right now. CO2 doesn't cause cancer. CO2 is pretty fucking harmless. And added bonus, plants eat it. Plants use it to grow. When you pick up a piece of wood... And it's heavy as fuck. You know, you work in construction, you pick up a piece of wood. That's all carbon pulled out of the fucking air by a tree to grow. More CO2 in the the atmosphere is the least of our concerns. Yet, they make it out like it's the biggest fucking problem that we faced pre-COVID. And the only solution is to tax carbon. Tax carbon. So these these people, these motherfuckers are planning on making money coming and going. They're going to charge you for all your energy because guess what? Once the carbon taxes come online, they're going to have no incentive whatsoever to evolve our energy systems away from carbon because they're getting paid both ways, getting paid on the The gas going into your tank and uh, water vapor and CO2 coming out of your tailpipe. They're getting paid. Coming and going. Uh, Of course, in the midst of uh, all the climate change agenda propaganda coming from Physics World yesterday in their climate section, weather could be controlled by making tiny changes to chaotic system. We're always told about CO2 and climate, but they never mention how weather modification, ongoing weather modification, decades of ongoing weather modification, weather warfare became a reality at least 60 years ago. But there's never any mention of that in the corporate media. Uh, Now there's a couple Japanese scientists talking about tiny tweaks, making tiny tweaks in the atmosphere to steer storms and so forth. But just a good reminder, you know, reputable sources like Physics World, scientists have been experimenting with weather manipulation for decades. And there have been numerous attempts to induce rainfall by releasing aerosols into the atmosphere from aircraft or ground stations to stimulate condensation of water vapor. But while advancing our knowledge of cloud physics, such trials have yielded mixed results when it comes to their practical exploitation, according to Takemasa Miyoshi and Yen Soon at the Riken Center for Computational Science in Kobe. Uh, you guys need to study some history. The two researchers point out that there are also major efforts underway to investigate the feasibility of altering the climate via geoengineering. But these proposals, including the launching of giant mirrors into space or the dispersal of dust in the upper atmosphere, are controversial, giving their potential for unintended side effects. That's the world we live in. The academics, they're calling for weather modification. And they live in this bubble where they pretend it's not already happening. Where They live in this bubble where they think that the weather hasn't been weaponized since at least Operation Popeye during the Vietnam War. My friends, if you want to know more, Head on over to weathermodificationhistory.com and check out their newspaper and journal vault. It goes back to the 1880s. It's slow to load. I think they switched their hosting service. There's a lot of info on this page. It goes on and on and on and on and on. Going back decades. They used to talk about weather modification all the time. used to be... Common knowledge that humans were fucking with the weather, but now we're led to believe, as we saw at physics website, wherever it was, physics. I forget the name, the exact name. Pardon me. Oh, there's there's been mixed results, and there's no practical applications. Bullshit. The state of Wyoming does weather modification. The state of Utah does weather modification. The state of North Dakota does weather modification. PG&E. Pacific Gas and Electric out in California does weather modification. Canada openly admits a national weather modification program. Same with Mexico, the US does not admit that. China admits it. Argentina, Peru, Chile, England, all these big countries, Russia. Russia has a national level weather modification program. <laughs> As I went into whisper voice there, I wanted to go with the Biden. Hurts nobody, benefits everybody. <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever you say. So, yeah, don't fall for the climate bullshit. I'm an environmentalist. I'm very concerned about environmental issues, but I realize the climate change agenda is bullshit it's a way for them to make money coming and going it's a way for them to justify who are they well we discussed that earlier in the show it's a way for them to justify weaponizing the weather commodifying and manipulating and weaponizing the weather why because it gives them godlike power just like genetically modifying the food just like printing up more money anytime they feel like it just like lying to people and manipulating every aspects of people's inner and outer and economic and financial and family and societal lives. They love it. Get them off. One thing we've been hearing a lot about in the news lately is, oh, the infrastructure, hackers, bio, you know, not bio, excuse me, hackers, Uh, bioterrorists, we hear about that all the time, the bird flu, gotta be fucking scared shitless about the bird flu, of course. And, And, oh, they're gonna, the hackers, the hackers are gonna take down the fucking grid. Coming from the MIT Technology Review published two days ago, these hackers show just how easy it is to target critical infrastructure. Two Dutch researchers have won a major hacking championship by hitting the software that runs the world's power grids, gas pipelines, and more. It was their easiest challenge. Yet, So, it's just more fear porn, right? And and it's just more, you know, more tools and their toolkit to fuck shit up, to orchestrate the train wreck, to crash the global economy, to make people's lives measurable, to control people through fear, artificial scarcity, deception, financial funny business, so on and so forth. And one thing that's been across my radar for the last several months is all these strange fires and disasters at food processing plants. Fire at California food food plant prompts evacuations. Massive blaze at a Central California food processing plant. Uh, this article from April 14th. And... Uh, Here's another one. This one's, there's been a lot of, well, not a lot, but notable trend of planes crashing into, uh, you know, small planes crashing into food processing plants. It's weird. Covington, Georgia, you know, they got the camera in the cockpit here. I don't know why this pilot has got a camera on a gyroscopic mount in his cockpit. But it shows him flying around and then he's headed down towards the building. If you can see the screen here. And then he's just going to fucking crash right into that building. And they, they cut it out before the, the crash. But uh, yeah, apparently that's footage from that. And there was a, Similar situation just 10 days ago. Pilot dies. This, this beautiful young lady died when she crashed into a potato plant in Burley, Idaho. That's just uh, down the road here, uh, a couple hours away. But uh, yeah, Chelsea Brittany Infiger, 30 of Salmon, Idaho, crashed into this potato plant. And my buddy Andy Palskill, who is very active on Facebook, has got this list. Here's a list of recent fires at food processing plant facilities and fertilizer plants. Several had airplanes crash into them. Airplanes. I'm sure it's all just a big coincidence. And there are quite a few instances of this. It's it's pretty fucking weird. Add to that uh, this, you know, the bird flu. Oh, the next big pandemic they got us all programmed for pandemics well now we got to be scared shitless of the bird flu got to be scared of the birds watch out for the fucking birds don't you know don't go outside where there might be birds because they're going to make you sick but they're using this bird flu threat by the way a lot of these bird flu cases are being diagnosed with the uh, you guessed it the gold standard PCR test the test that gave us, you know, the the uh, type of tests, not the identical test, because obviously it's a bird flu test, not a COVID test. But the same type of test that was used to drive the world into a total tizzy over COVID, to bump up those numbers, to scare the shit out of everybody, to shut down the planet for two years. Well, now they're using PCR tests as justification for culling Poultry, bird flu, coming from Newsweek uh, three weeks ago. Bird flu has led to over 22 million chickens and turkeys being culled in the U.S. Culling of chickens and ducks underway after bird flu confirmed in Bihar's Supal. Animal protein sector adapts to the latest global crisis. Let's read that one from Meat and Poultry, meatandpoultry.com. The latest global crisis, Denver by Joel Cruz. A new quarterly report from CoBank's Knowledge Exchange concluded that while the global impact of the Ukraine Russian war is most significant in the grain and energy sectors with economic fallout that is expected to linger in for the long term. Wow, nice caveat there, Joel. Continued reliance on and growth of global trade is not expected to be a part of the fallout. I, I thought this was about chickens. Addressing the animal protein sector, Cobank's Brian Ernest wrote that producers of livestock, meat, and poultry products have reasons for optimism, as meat prices continue rising in response to headwinds that include drought concerns, labor shortages, rising energy prices, and higher feed costs. In terms of production, pork and poultry output has increased from 2020 levels, while beef has increased. Pork. Down 6% year over year. Beef processing has increased with weekly slaughter numbers up by 1% over last year. Meanwhile, poultry production has seen moderate growth over last year with boiler harvest numbers increasing by 1%, but 3% lower than 2020. The report pointed out the rapidly spreading cases of highly pathogenic avian influenza have resulted in the culling of 20 million birds so far which is the biggest loss since the outbreak in 2015, okay? So, it's hard to know. Again, you know, it's hard to fucking know exactly what's going on, isn't it? Because this this article at uh, meatandpoultry.com, is it reputable? I don't fucking know. It sounds like homeboy knows what he's talking about. But uh, he's saying production is up. Poultry processing has seen moderate growth despite the culling of 20 million birds so far, according to Joel over there at meatandpoultry.com. The bright spot, of course, the bright spot continues to be the surging value in meat and poultry exports, which increased by 22% to approximately $22 billion in 2021. So yeah, point is food prices are up, regardless of what's causing it. There's no denying inflation prompts the obvious question is the, you know, if there's just as much chicken and pork and beef being produced, well, less, was it? Less pork, less poultry. Beef is up. That's interesting. Cause he says poultry output has decreased from 2020 levels, but then in the, Next paragraph. Meanwhile, poultry production has seen moderate growth. Oh, it's 3% lower than 2020. Got it. Got it. Okay. Anyway, so with all the food craziness, all the food craziness out there, who knows? We do know that when you go to the store, the price of everything is more. And interestingly, uh, this is another one that Andy shared. It's from 2015. Cargill... Big agribusiness food chain re- reaction crisis simulation ends with global carbon tax This is from November 2015. It was a simulation a crisis simulation kind of like a, you know like an event 201 for food. Climate, hunger, civil unrest, and spiking food prices came together at the Food Chain Reaction Game in Washington, D.C. this week. Cooperation mostly won the day. On Monday and Tuesday, 65 international policymakers, academics, business, and thought leaders gathered at the World Wildlife Fund headquarters in Washington, D.C. to game out how the world would respond to a future, future food crisis. The game took the players from the year 2020 to 2030. As it was projected, the decade brought, so the game took the players today. As it was projected, the decade brought two major food crises, with prices approaching 400% of the long term average, a raft of climate related extreme weather events, weather warfare, Governments toppling in Pakistan and Ukraine, they called Ukraine seven years ago, in this crisis simulation, and famine and refugee crises in Bangladesh, Myanmar, Chad, and Sudan. Along with the World Wildlife Fund, the Center for American Progress, and the Center for Naval Analyses, Cargill was one of Food Chain Reaction's organizers. Cooperation mostly won the day over the short-term individual advantage, although I'm sure there was quite a bit of short-term individual advantage when the food prices forexed, 400% increase in their simulation. Teams pledged to build international information networks and early warning systems on hunger and crops together, invest jointly in smart agricultural technology, and build up global Food stocks as a buffer against climate shocks. In the face of a steep price hike with looming global food shortages in 2022, in the simulation, of course, and how reality follows these simulations, sometimes it's fascinating. The EU at one point suspended its environmental rules for agriculture and introduced a tax on meat. Both measures were quickly reversed in 2025 as harvest went back to normal and tensions eased in the hypothetical universe. The most eye-catching result, however, was a deal between the U.S., the EU, India, and China standing in for the top 20 greenhouse gas emitters to institute a global carbon tax and cap CO2 emissions in 2030. We've learned that a carbon tax is a possibility in years ahead. But before we can consider moving ahead with a measure like that, we must study it and understand it much better. We have to avoid sudden market distortions and unforeseen consequences. That's a quote from corporate vice president Joe Stone at Cargill. And this is coming from Cargill itself. So fascinating thought there, you know. There's one thing we do know. There's one thing we do know in this crazy fucking world, in this slow motion train wreck of civilization, it's that these things are indeed orchestrated. Okay. The COVID pandemic was a huge wake up call for everybody. How convenient it was that everybody, all the big governments, the big NGOs, big pharma, big healthcare, big insurance, big media, We're all on the same page, and they all push this shit down our throats. They silenced, censored, deplatformed, you know, disbarred, uh, decredentialed any dissent. Anybody that said, "Hey, you know, maybe this isn't that big a deal. Maybe you know, maybe these masks don't work. Maybe uh, these ventilators you're putting people on are fucking killing people," which they were. Maybe this remdesivir drug you're pushing is actually killing people too, which it was. It still is. Oh, and maybe, uh, you know, we got these safe, affordable, effective at-home treatments that work and that could very easily be scaled out there and distributed across the planet. But that didn't happen, did it? No, it was just fucking trying to shut it down at every trying to shut down the truth at every opportunity. Pretending, they pretend that they care so much about human health that they're going to crash the global economy to save, if it just saves one life. Meanwhile, they're literally killing people with bad procedures like ventilators, bad medicine like remdesivir, and bad genetic modification like the Pfizer and Moderna injections that they wanted to make mandatory. Held even the masks themselves killed people. Your body needs oxygen. Your body needs to get rid of CO2. Wearing a mask day in and day out, I guarantee people that had to wear masks for work, to go to the store, people that had to wear masks at schools, untold human suffering, health problems, and even deaths linked to mask wearing. Why? Because, for example, cancer thrives in an oxygen-poor, CO2-rich environment. That's what they were fucking creating in people's bodies. By forcing them to wear masks. And they're still trying to. Still trying to force you to wear a mask. Me, I'll never wear one again. Because I'm aware that these events are orchestrated. These crises are orchestrated. And we can see this with the food crisis too. But let's go, you know, this carbon tax. You know, they're saying, oh, this food chain reaction crisis ends with a global carbon tax. Like the climate crisis is orchestrated. Okay, people, governments, corporations, even individuals. I could go outside right now and fire up a silver iodide generator on my property or down on the lake bed there and do weather modification with no fucking oversight whatsoever. One guy. I could go out there and do that if I wanted to, but I don't want to because I'm not a fucking psychopath. But some people are, and they've got... Some of them have a license to print money. Some of them have the strings to control politicians, militaries, um, huge fucking corporations that are devoted to manipulating the weather and thus the climate. Because climate is merely weather averages over time, right? So, the, the climate crisis... Orchestrated chaos. This food crisis, same shit. It's orchestrated fucking chaos. Case in point, here in the USA, you know, we're told there's going to be food shortages. Never mind the fact that uh, 40% of the food, according to salon.com published in 2020, 40% of the food in America ends up in the fucking trash. There's people that can't afford food. A lot of people can't afford food, especially as the price jacks up. People can't afford healthy food. People can't afford to make, you know, know, food's fucking expensive. It is. People can't afford to feed their kids good food. People can't afford to feed themselves good food. People can't afford land to grow their own food. People can't afford to take time off from their slave jobs to grow their own food. No, no. And 40% of the food goes to the fucking trash. But that's just part of it. You know, 30%. Oh, come on. Hide this. This is some uh, environmentally conscious waste company, rts.com. Statistics and facts on food waste in America in 2022. Just how much food do Americans waste? Here's some food for thought. While the world wastes about 1.4 billion tons of food every year, The United States discards more food than any other country in the world, nearly 40 million tons. Okay, that, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just going to read what they write. Remember, everything is subject to critique. The reason I say that, uh, that seems odd. The U.S. discards more food than any other country in the world, nearly 40 million tons. Well, 40 million tons, you know, the U.S. is about 5% of the world's population they're saying the world wastes 1.4 billion tons of food every year 40 million tons is nothing compared to 1.4 billion tons but back to back to the article that's estimated to be 30 to 40% of the entire US food supply and equates to 219 pounds of waste per person per year um but then the shocking part is uh what Before COVID-19, it was estimated 35 million people across America, including 10 million children, suffer from food insecurity. That number is expected to increase to as much as 50 million people in 2022 due to the employment drop and financial fallout from the pandemic. Okay, so going from 35 million to 50 million. Uh, And there's a stat here about how when you go to the grocery store, 30% of the food at the grocery store gets thrown away. So, yeah, if there is a food shortage, if people cannot afford food, if the shelves are empty of food, while we're having all this BS about fertilizer shortages and grain shortages because of Russia and Ukraine and rampant inflation in food prices like the 400% increase apparently according to meatandpoultry.com 400% increase in the price of fucking chicken which you know i don't know it's different everywhere right i read an article recently how egg prices had tripled from a dollar a dozen average to 3 dollars a dozen so that's a 300% increase right um who the fuck knows point is, it's orchestrated fucking chaos pushing the Great Reset agenda. It's a slow, ration, slow motion train wreck going on before our eyes, causing untold human suffering and death and poverty. And it's built on lies. It's built on corrupt systems built on the fact that they have a license to print money which devalues your wages but it does jack up the value of your real estate but really the money's just worth less yeah you're not making more and even though the value of you know your assets, whether you own land or a home or something, oh, it went up. That's progress, right? No, it's not progress. It just means your money's worth less and you're paying more in property taxes to the same motherfuckers that wage endless wars, that play God with the weather, that poison the food supply, and that are trying to kill off several billion people. While taking as much profit and power as they can in the process. So you ask me, well, Max, why haven't you done a podcast lately? Well, it's because when I take an actual fucking concrete look at this shit, I realize I don't want to be a part of it. Guess I can't, you know, you can't live in a total fantasy land. You can't escape entirely from the planet. But I don't want to feed my energy. Into producing play by play podcasts of an orchestrated slow motion train wreck. My life has more value than that, and so does yours. So let's practice what we preach. Let's get out there, take care of ourselves and the ones we love. Right? Build some fucking community, grow some fucking vegetables, don't pay your fucking taxes. Your boy, Mug, I'm signing off. You'll have a great day. Take care. One love. Keep speaking up. Just don't, you know, I'm going to keep speaking up. Just don't wallow in the bullshit. Because you see see what that did to my mood over the course of this podcast? Huh, imagine that. Turns out, dwelling on other people's bullshit and how it's, you know, killing people, impoverishing people, destroying the planet under the guise of saving it. You know, ruining health under the guise of promoting it. It's depressing as fuck. It's depressing as fuck. Be the change. Let's work within our spheres of influence. That's the only reason I'm doing this podcast, because some people are going to listen to it. And hopefully, this will inspire them to get out there and do something. There's lots of things you can do. Use your imagination. This planet is suffering from a lack of imagination. Me, I got no shortage of it. So I'm going to focus on that instead of regurgitating all the bullshit going on. you have a great day. Take care. One love. And of course, peace.